Facing our demons is part of growing up. Every year on the first Sunday in Lent, we hear the story of Jesus being tested out in the wilderness. The wilderness can be any place where you are confronted with the fact that you are not in control. The wilderness shows up throughout Scripture, representing moments in life where there is no map and a path forward must be discerned. Learning to discern your unique path, apart from the paths, other paths that seem possible or paths that other people have laid out for you, is key to spiritual growth. In his book, The Heart Aroused, David White writes, if we can see the path ahead laid out for us, there is a good chance that it is not our path. It's probably someone else's that we have substituted for our own. One way that the wilderness encourages us to discern our unique path is through forcing us to reckon with our demons. There are multiple stories in our tradition that feature people finding themselves in some form of wilderness. Moses and Jesus are probably the most famous, but there are other examples such as Noah, Elijah, Joseph, John the Baptist. Moses spent 40 days on the mountain with God before spending 40 years wandering the desert with his people. Elijah spent 40 days isolated on Mount Horeb. Jesus was tested for 40 days in the wilderness. The number 40 plays a significant role in some of the wilderness stories of our tradition. Just a few days ago on Ash Wednesday, we began the 40-day season of Lent. Our Ash Wednesday service encouraged us to examine ourselves, to ask forgiveness, to pray fast and study scripture as part of taking a closer look at the path that our lives are on. If we choose to give ourselves over to these 40 days, Lent can serve as a wilderness journey that helps us do our inner soul work and discern whether or not the path that we're on right now is the path that has our name on it. The Gospels of Mark, Matthew, and Luke each describe for us that after Jesus was baptized, God tells Jesus that God loves Jesus and is pleased with him. This marks the beginning of what we know about Jesus' adult life and ministry. Immediately after God tells Jesus that God loves Jesus, Jesus is then led by the Spirit out into the wilderness to be tested for 40 days. That's the story we heard this morning. I want to emphasize that this period of testing comes before Jesus does any of his teaching or his healing or performs any miracles. Matthew's Gospel, which our story comes from today, makes reference to the devil or the tempter being the one who tests Jesus. 
Twice the tempter repeats himself, if you are the son of God, inviting Jesus to doubt what he had just been told during his baptism, that God loves him and is pleased with him. The story also marks the only instance that I'm aware of in which the devil quotes scripture, which is a reminder to us that anyone can quote the Bible to fit their own purposes. Ultimately, each of the temptations placed before Jesus are temptations to misuse power. Although this story might sound like a myth or a fable, I believe that it is archetypal and applicable to every single one of our lives. Jesus' calling is tested. We should anticipate the same for ourselves. Jesus is brought face to face with his demons and he wrestles with them. Don't expect to be let off the hook with that one either. If Jesus had to think twice about whether or not he believed he was loved by God, know that you are not alone if you have ever asked yourself that question. Jesus had to make a decision about how he would interpret scripture through the lens of fear or the lens of love. That is a question that sits before all of us. I'm not sure what demons you find yourself wrestling with right now. But I'm willing to bet that you have felt those demons appealing to your want for more power and control. In whatever dimension of your life you currently ache for more power and control. At the heart of this gospel is Jesus determining how he will use his power. Our desires for power and control are demons that do not easily die, constantly resurrecting themselves in new and creative ways. I've heard it said before that the currency of our home, Washington, D.C., is power. We will go to incredible lengths for power and the status that we think comes with it. And yet I'll never forget the first time that I heard step one of Alcoholics Anonymous read out loud. It shook my foundation. Step one reads, we admitted we were powerless. Our spiritual journey can't go anywhere until we've come to terms with the fact that there is much that we cannot control or change. We have no choice but to respond to our demons when we're out in the wilderness. There's nothing else to distract us. We can't pretend like they're not there. Each time that Jesus responds to his temptations, he further calibrates his internal GPS and he takes another step towards claiming the unique path that has his name written on it. This past Wednesday, we gathered together, both here in the sanctuary and out at the Eastern Market Metro stop, placing ashes on foreheads of babies and people in their 90s and everyone in between, reminding all that we are dust, 
to dust we will one day return. Our souls ache for this reminder that between when you come from the dust and when you return to it, that everything else is learning. It's a journey in and out of the wilderness, a wrestling match with this or that demon. It's growing up. It's waking up. It is constantly listening for God's voice and discerning whether or not the path that you're on right now is the path that has your name on it. In the name of God, amen.